Hey, friends. What the fuck? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey friends. Hello and welcome to episode 20. Today we are doing something a little fun, a little different, and we are doing book club, which should be really fun. Clay and I are going to talk about a book we liked, a book we didn't like that we've read somewhat recently, and a, and then like we'll do lightning round of some other books that we like. You're really convincing me that this is fun. I like books. You like books? I do love books. Okay, great. Uh, but first... Uh, what are we drinking tonight, Clay? Beer. Man, we're drinking a lot of beer on the podcast lately. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because we're drinking less beer in life. Yeah, but this it's is, true. But we go get beer specifically for the podcast. This beer is from Seward Brewing Company in Seward, Alaska. Which is where we are right now. That's right. Uh, just actually a quick walk up the road from where we're camped. Yeah, we're at Resurrection Bay South Campground. We have a waterfront site. Uh, you do have to make reservations here. Yeah, which is unusual for Alaska, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, but it's nice. And uh, we have some friends that ended up, like serendipitously ended up a couple sites down from us the same day that we got here. <laughs> and they just reserved yesterday. So, I mean, there's still some sites available. Yep. And Epperson's are still next to us yeah, as well. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, we've been having a great time already. Yeah, it's great. We just got here today. We were uh, in... We were in Homer for the last week and uh, had a really great week there. We camped uh, down on the spit, they call it, the part that goes like out into the water at the end of the road mm-hmm. uh, down there at the end of the Kenai Peninsula. It's really beautiful and you, you get views kind of on both sides. So we'd walk along, there's like a bike trail along the spit and we'd walk along there or bike along there and uh, this, we'd just go down to the end of the spit where there's a bunch of restaurants and coffee and things like that and the first day we were there we biked for some coffee clay and i did Mm -hmm. and we had um the good fortune of sitting next to someone who had a puppy with them and we were like oh can we pet the puppy and then we overheard that the puppy was for sale it's true yep friends we have a puppy needed a home (laughs) and uh well (laughs) that was the end of that Two, two days later, this puppy lives with us. His name is Frankie. Yes, Francis Kenai Schumacher the Floof. The Floof. <laughs> and he is the most adorable thing, and he's sitting right here on the bed with us, so if you hear puppy noises in the background... That's Frankie. That's just our third co-host. It, he is the cutest thing ever. We'll post pictures. He is... Um, his one parent was a, an English shepherd. And then the other parent was a mix between an Australian Shepherd and a Collie. So he's a 100% herding dog, but a bit of a mix. It's so funny, though, because I don't know, like, about you, but I I never realized until kind of in more recent years how much like how dogs are bred kind of affects their behavior almost instinctually. Mm -hmm. He herds us. Yes. Derby, our our pointer, would point. Nope. Yep. Never taught him how to do that. No one ever taught him how to yep. do that as far and as we know. Frankie wants to hurt us all home. He like does. When, I, when I say, okay, Frankie, take me home. 
he like knows what I mean. And he starts to like either pull on his leash to like lead me home or like run behind me and like bite at my legs. Yeah. Seriously, if you run next to him, he's mm-hmm. not going to run with you. No, like he's, he's a terrible like, running partner. N- like ni- I'm going to te- I'm going to train him. It's going to take a lot of training because he wants old. he wants to like nip at your heels. <laughs> so this dog was like Keep the last one left in a litter. It was some weird situation where the breeder had left town but like needed someone to sell the dog, so he was living with her friend and she just had him out and around on the spit and we fell in love with him and he is the best dog ever. He is ornery as crap because he's a puppy and also he's a little stubborn, which is perfect. Um, and he has a lot of energy, <laughs> but not like too much for us. It's great. He loves the car. Oh, yeah. And he sleeps well in his crate. And he's so he's snuggly. Nice and house trained already. Mm-hmm. He does a really good job. He like tells us, like, he's only three months old and he's doing so good. He's really smart. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Good boy. He's like the best boy and he's so fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> still has that puppy fur oh my gosh he's so fluffy he's got like the Aussie ears and fluff is he still gonna be the floof when he's full grown I think he'll still be a little bit of a floof <laughs> awesome. I think he's got that little bit of, I think Aussie's always a kind of a little bit of a floof I think he's got enough Aussie in him I don't know it'll be interesting to see but he's mostly black he's a little bit of white on his paws and a little bit of white on his chest mm-hmm. the, the cutest thing ever adorable those um, cute little ears like that little like curl bear. over at the top yeah he looks like a teddy bear we're in love he is the best we were it's like such a serendipitous thing because we were talking about wanting a new dog and how it was like kind of the right time now to get another dog because we still have stinker cantankerous chihuahua we do he's still there uh, and he's adjusting he'll he'll be okay uh he'll be okay He's, he's doing good. He had a whole year of being the only dog yeah, in the family. Yeah, he got used to that. And um, But our, our big dog, Derby, passed away a year ago. And it's like, well, it's been a year. It feels like the right time. And I'm not working like a corporate day job right now. And so I have time during the day. I can be flexible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of the best time there ever would have been, really, to get a dog. We're going to be stationary for a while and you know, coming up in a few months. So that's kind of nice. Like, but no one, we don't typically, like, we're not going to buy a puppy, we didn't think, because, like, well, we don't, like, you know, plan that far in advance to, like, <laughs> work with a breeder. And a lot of, like, breeders and um, rescues don't want to sell a puppy or, like, give you a dog if you um, are living in an RV, because I think maybe they don't understand lifestyle or don't, you know, like know that we spend most of our time outside and walking uh, and wanna running make, and like, they want to make sure the dog is happy and they have a very specific idea of yeah, what it's a, like happy a big dog, house and a fence yard, where right? a happy dog lives <laughs> yeah and it depends on the dog um you know and they're like well it's a big house and a fence yard and i'm like well our dog goes a new place every few days and mm-hmm. sniffs a bunch of things and has lots of places to run around and watch and listen and yes see everything and so i think you know for the right dog and the right thing it was perfect for us he is perfect for us Oh, he is ready for Frankie's he big adventure. is doing so well. We had our first, like, kind of longest drive with him today, and he did really, really good. We also had the first time we, like, left him at all in his crate for a couple hours while we went to dinner. He did mm-hmm. great with that. Mm-hmm. So. He's a good, good dog. He's very well crate trained. He's, he's so good. Like, we love him so much. We all love him, and he loves all of us. So sweet. And also, we're exhausted. So, if we say things that don't make sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
He keeps like looking out the window. He's like trying to fall asleep and, and trying not to fall asleep. Also falling asleep. Yep. But anyway, <laughs> we were drinking this beer. Yes, it's a. It's an imperial stout. Is that right? Imperial milk stout. Oh yeah. Okay. It's well, like very chocolatey though. That's why I'm gonna feel bad later. Okay. okay. Um, it's called TK421. <laughs> yes. Which I guess it's because it's like imperial? from the dark side. It's imperial, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get it? It's tasty. It's, it's not like life changing, but it's good. We yeah. we went to the brewery because we were like, oh, we need something for them. We didn't have anything on hand. And we have kind of like a fun and, menu. And yeah, like, it was like it was good pub food. okay. I guess uh, the prices were high. It was really expensive, and it was like the the food service was really slow. Oh, um, I don't know. I I thought our server did a great job. Actually, she was super super nice. It just took a long time to get the food. I don't think it was mm-hmm. her fault. It no, was the she was super on. Top I should of say things. the kitchen was really slow. Yeah. She was great. So the serv- service was good, but the kitchen was slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a nice time. It was just like I would say it's like a mediocre brewery and pub food place yeah it's like you know especially for the price it was not worth the price maybe check out some other places when you're here yeah yeah the mexican place is supposed to be really good yeah cool um but it's a cute little downtown. Nice we had a nice yeah. time it's like walkable sure. from where we're camped which is nice There's hard like, to be upset around here oh god it, the views are stunning we were watching cruise ships and tour boats coming in and out of the bay where we're camped i i mean i cannot we are spoiled right now it's just it's an adventure and a, a just to get to a new camp spot and set up and like look out the windows and see what, like we can see glaciers at our wind like it, it, things are great. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. And we have a new puppy, and <laughs> we are gonna go on a sled dog ride this week. Ooh. And previews. We are also gonna go see some glaciers by boat. I'm excited. Very exciting. And I was really excited because we found a day boarding place for Frankie, so he'll be good while we're out on adventures. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, and hopefully we'll get a hike or two in and visit the Kenai Fjord Visitor Center and get our stamps and stuff. Scratch another national park off the list. But it's a really, really great week or great time to be in Alaska. As far as Homer goes, we mostly went to Cold Town Coffee like seven times. <laughs> it wasn't quite seven. They had really good baked goods. There was a limited selection. It was really good. And good coffee, too. Good coffee. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the people were really nice. Yeah, super nice. They helped us buy a puppy. Yeah. So we, so it was just really funny because we met the, uh, Lindsay, the person with the puppy, like, there. And we're like, oh, my God, we really love this puppy. And so we wanted to take Stink to back to the back there to meet the puppy mm-hmm. to see if we could potentially get the puppy. Right. And... Uh, they were they were gone when when Clay and Grace got got back there with Stink, and so yep, you guys went. Well, you told us where you were there. I wasn't there. Yeah, we went anyway. We went there. Um, like we all turned around almost immediately. Yep, because we're like, uh, this chance might not come up again. He's such a great pup. Like we got. Yeah, we see, almost were just like, how do we buy this puppy now? We got to see where this goes, but like, uh-huh. we have we have to know that like at least. Our like stink can tolerate him, yeah. And so we wanted to get them used to each other. Uh, so we, Grace and I, hopped in the truck and drove down there with Stink. Uh, but yeah, she wasn't there anymore. Uh, they weren't there anymore. So uh, we went into the coffee shop and asked, "Hey, is the you know was the lady with the puppy 
still around or yeah. like how do we do you know how to get a hold of her right she's like oh yeah well she like works around here and comes in all the time so if you leave your number i'll get it to her like no problem and the <laughs> i was convinced it wasn't gonna work out i was like no. the people at the coffee shop were so nice and like so excited for frankie and for oh, us they were for... so nice when we came for our, t- our trial walk and got us mm-hmm. more coffee so oh i know they were like are you gonna take him home <laughs> they're like I want him, but I can't. But I, oh, yeah. he's so sweet. You know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was, it was. Homer is really cool. It it's a out. cute place. I got a text back. I know. I was like, it's never going to happen. She's not going to text us back. I'm I was really know. worried that, and like rightfully so, I was really worried that, you know, she would want to keep it. Oh my God. I Who wouldn't? <laughs> like, who wouldn't blame you? But. Oh my God. Um, we were so thankful. But yeah, he's with us. He's. Just a little bundle of joy. So we did that in Homer. We went to the pet store a few times. <laughs> really we... nice pet store. Great. But we went to the meadery. That's true. We did. We went and to there's Odin. There's a lot of dog friendly like stuff to do in Homer. Like, there there's is. a lot of like outdoor seating and stuff, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of hung out on the yeah. beach. We had a couple campfires. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just a really nice kind of chill there's week. More of like a like cool hip vibe there than I expected, I think. Yeah, sure. I don't know, like, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but like, I, I think you're just thinking of the one coffee shop, but it was yeah. The, okay, well, they were awesome. It's true. But the meadery, the people at the meadery were super cool too, which I think all knew each other. But, yeah, right. Uh, there's like at least one really so, good, okay. cool group of people there. Can we take a small detour on the subject of mead? I don't love it, but I liked this mead. Okay, it was good, but still not great. I'd always rather have beer or uh, wine. It's a fun experience. Yeah, totally. I I think I'd rather have bourbon, but like they I mean, had that like, barrel aged meat. Yeah, like or whiskey. Super exactly. good. And they made like, some cool cocktails with it. I, it was a fun experience. It was like it tasted really different. Alcohol out of honey, like it tastes like necessarily honey. is going to be too sweet for me. I this stuff wasn't as bad though, and the the stuff they put in with it was pretty cool. Yeah, like on it the was, cocktails, it's really good. cool cocktails. I had. I had a cocktail you, called Rim of Fire. Yours that wasn't was sweet. <laughs> so spicy, <laughs> yeah. which was really cool with the honey. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great. I thought it was one of the first times I've gotten a spicy cocktail that actually was spicy. And I thought it was great. But like it was, we had that with some cheese. And I thought the cheese and mead together were really good. Mm, it's true. That like kind of like blue cheese almost. Or what was it? It was a gorgonzola. Uh, yeah, similar like to a gorgonzola. We had that with like a cracker. And it was. With the mead, it kind of brought out this like musty taste, which mm-hmm. musky, I don't know, like taste that sounds gross, but like it is actually really good. If you like, it was cheese. really good cheese, actually. Um, but it like complemented each other really mm-hmm. well. I thought like honey and cheese is good together. And my, I had a, a flight of the barrel aged meads. Yeah, I thought they were really good. They were good, but I still got sick of the sweetness. It was a lot. I think yeah. it's like I want it in very small moderation. It was like if I had four different, like, good, but kind of a little too sweet wines. Yeah. That's kind of how meat is. I'd still rather have it than the Carolina wines. Oh, yeah, of course. The, what, the mus- like, know, muscadine? muscadine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Or, if or any, like. Of those, those are just they're so sweet. Yeah, fruit wines. of any. Uh, I mean, that's just too much. Yeah. I used me. to love this stuff, though. Really? I was never into it. I let the sweeter the better. I think really? when I first started 
ever having any alcohol. Yeah, I mm. drink all kinds of fruity sweet stuff. Nah, I did like a Mike's Hard Lemonade. God, <laughs> it was all about that smeared off ice. It's just a vodka lemonade, right? Never yeah, like, it's smeared off ice. It's like vodka soda. Yeah. Now they're whatever packages is truly or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, big detour. Yes. Mead's okay. Mead's okay. It was a cute place. We really liked tell me, being there. Tell me why I should appreciate mead and how I should do it differently. Please. Yeah. The spice really helped, I thought. Yeah. It was good. Um, I'll give you that. So that's, yeah. But that's a cocktail. It's different. We're in Surrey this week. This is kind of one of our big adventure weeks in terms of a few things to do. And then mm, got a few more things up our sleeve in Alaska. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. kind of starting. We're on the downward slope. We're we're two, s- two months from now, we'll be in Iowa. That's true. <laughs> Which is crazy. Which will be fun in and of its own. Yeah, right? it will be. But yeah. it's going to be a lot of driving to get there. And oh, yeah. um, we got some adventures on the way. So we're, we're pretty excited. And sure. I have a new adventure buddy. Well, with all of that driving time, we're going to have a lot of time when we're not, like when we're the passenger, to, to do some reading. You don't read in the car. I can't read in the car. Me either. <laughs> But no, theory, I do like to read on days in terms of like a lot of times it's like we have a little bit of time to kill or we're like camped somewhere that isn't like a great spot to like get out and do a lot of stuff. And so we're just kind of like, oh, what are we going to do? I'll sit and read a little bit. Yep. And I have like a list of recommended books from you. Uh-huh. That's super long. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, No, I it's read good. A lot. Uh, you read way more than me. Especially after I got fired. It's just like, what am I going to do? I'm going to read. Like, what do I do? <laughs> read and write. I read and write. That's pretty much what I do. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, so there's no letter to read this week. We're just going to talk about books. Okay. The reading of the... Book? My book. Kindle list? Book. Books? Oh, yes. You show me to read it all? The reading of the Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> My entire Kindle list. <laughs> Hold please. All right, so this is a little bit different. But I want to start with you, Clay. What is one book that you've read in the last like six months to a year that you really love? One? Just one? Start with one. Uh, okay. So actually, it was a recommendation from you. I was looking for something Aww. new to read. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of at a loss because my usual uh, sci-fi fantasy stuff that I'd been reading had kind of run dry for me. And... You know, I know you read a lot of stuff that I like. And you recommended I read something by Kristen Hanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Kristen Hanna. Um, I guess talk a little bit about Kristen Hanna. So Kristen Hanna writes books. Um, they are historical fiction, and they always have a strong female lead. And so some recent one, like the most recent one that I think uh, I'm familiar with is from a couple of years ago called... The Four Winds, and it takes place in the Dust Bowl, and that was the first one I read, and it was so good. I was hooked, so I've read a couple more of her books. I would, I should probably read whatever ones I haven't read at this point because they're all very good. Yeah. The Great Alone is in Alaska. It takes place in Alaska, and that's a really, really good one. I probably should have read that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great one. You should still. It's great. I really like that one. Um, I don't know. The Dust Bowl sounded dry very... to me. <laughs> God, are we doing puns tonight? <laughs> Um, I haven't had enough to drink for that. Uh, <laughs> they are um, all very like intelligent reads, I would say, like very mm-hmm. um, intricate in their interweaving of the history. And they tend to tell stories of like 
they're based on true stories, right? So they they tell stories of that era or that time frame or whatever that are a little lesser known. So mm-hmm. especially since they're about they center women, and so it's like mm-hmm. what was happening with like the women of that era. That makes sense. Yeah. So and I read. So it's it's really good. And really interesting. Yeah, for sure. And so I oh that sounds great. Um, mm-hmm. and so I read one you recommended to me called The Nightingale. Uh, which takes place in Nazi-occupied France during World War II, um, and features main. The main characters are two sisters, and it kind of swaps mostly back and forth between their perspectives between chapters. Uh-huh. Um, and man, this book, it like, it's one of those where you read it, you start getting pretty into it, and then like you can't put it down. Yeah, I think that one took me a minute to get into compared to some mm-hmm. of her other stuff. And then once I, yeah, about halfway through, I was like, oh, I am in it now. But like from the very beginning, you can tell like um, the two sisters are very different from one another. Right. Um, and one is very like free thinking, independent. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's like our youngest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that spunk and all that. Like, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and I don't want to give too much away, but. Um, they both end up, uh, I mean, I will say she does a really good job with characters in that, like, they're very human. Mm-hmm. I think, I was gonna say, I think her character development is some of the best part of her work. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, any character is perfect or any character is not perfect. Yeah, very, right? Everyone, like, multidimensional. Yeah, makes mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. And they all, like, try and resist in their own ways and succeed in some ways and fail in other ways. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I suffice it to say, like, um, these sisters helped many, and this is like kind of loosely based on a true story, right? I believe so, yeah. But like, helped many. Um, I don't think like the people are real, yeah, as much as like the thing that happened is real. So like, that network was a real thing, right? Like there was like. The younger sister was instrumental in establishing and basically like leading a bunch of um, downed pilots, basically yeah. downed allied pilots who came down in France and they would find them and hide them and then um, sneak them into Spain yeah. uh, so that they could be uh, out of occupied territory. <laughs> I've got Frankie uh, like up in my window here <laughs> knocking my microphone around. <laughs> Oh god. Um so yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but it's really, really good. Um, very, very good. Um I, really like that a lot. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. Definitely okay. worth a read. What about you? I think one that I really liked recently was Cloud Cuckoo Land. Okay, so that just makes me think of the Lego movie. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Um but it's like... I don't know which one came first. <laughs> it's... I think it was in 21. Uh, so I'm trying to think of a good way to s- talk about it because it's weird. But it, it is. It sounds weird. Yeah. So it's by Anthony Doerr, um, who wrote All the Light We Cannot See, which is. Oh, gosh. That's one, m- of, one of my, my favorite books favorite, of all time. Yes. Same. One of my favorite books of all time. And he's just such a talented writer. And so I'm, it's like. It's historical and not historical, and it's about mythology, and mm. it interweaves these different lines of history, and 
um, different eras, like all following this one story, this like one myth. And it's just all these like echoes across generations and it's all like brilliantly tied together. And I, that's like all I can really say about it. It's just really, really beautiful storytelling. Um, I should probably say more about it since we're talking about it on a podcast, but like, it's, it's just really cool. (laughs) So, okay. So it's mythology. Kind of. Does it have characters? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not mythology. It's like there's a central myth that like all these characters are interacting with. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So there's like a girl in like a nunnery and the, I think what era she's from. And then um, around that same time, a boy who was out in the fields with ox and ends up being recruited into an army with this oxen and like all of that kind of thing and then then there's like kind of modern day um like a teacher and he well not a teacher i don't know a person who's like and it kind of goes back through his history and then there's Mm -hmm. like a kid who ends up being like a teenager at like kind of this critical moment when it all comes together Mm -hmm. um and it goes through like his history of growing up and it's like these very human kind of arcs of like what happens in all these people's lives and they kind of all, they all touch this. They don't thing. interact with oh, each other. Oh, and then there's other, like a very, they... very future one mm-hmm. um, where it's like hard to explain and I don't want to give too much away about it, mm-hmm. but like where they're like kind of looking back on it and it's like this whole thing and, hmm. uh, and it's all interwoven with like, they all tell this story. Um, they've like all heard this story somehow interesting yeah that sounds really good it's it's really really good and they're all like preserving this story um it sounds a little like um not the same at all but like a similar vibe to oh gosh who was the author of this i loved this book i read it oh gosh it was probably eight years ago or something now but 1q84 i don't know that one. Oh gosh um i gotta come up with the author but that's okay Anyway, it's it sounds somewhat similar in that it's like um, there's a little bit of like a through the looking glass aspect to it, but like a yeah. lot of like um, oh, it's a Murakami book. Yeah, 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 Murakami. That's right. Yes, really good book, also. But um, I don't know. Is Cloud Cuckoo Land kind of like that, where you've got like different characters who like are kind of from different places or different times, but they they don't necessarily interact directly with each other, but they're kind of like they're influenced all by one another. Intertwined into yes. one like big story. Yes. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, like the story is passed along because of this one character and it's told because you know and like it's yeah, and like a translation is done of the myth by this other character, and that's how this other character knows about it. Oh, I kind of want to read this now. Yeah, but that's like that's almost too reductive because it's much more intricate than that. It's okay. Like very, it's weird, but it's, okay, awesome, it's beautiful. Like it is, I th- I think it's absolutely beautiful. Okay. However. Yes. Should we? <laughs> Are we done talking about that one? Sure, why? Because you told me this other book was absolutely beautiful and I just couldn't get into it. Okay, so we're doing a book you hate. Go for it. (laughs) Can we? Go for it, Clay. Okay. So 
this was another recommendation. None of these are you. new books, by the way. Like, well, I'll have some newer books. Yeah, I have a couple newer ones too. But these these are all like Cloud Cuckoo Lane was twenty one, so it's not too old. But no, that's pretty new. Yeah, none from like this year. I okay. think I have like one from this year. No, Nightingale's from twenty fifteen. Yeah, but um, still, if you haven't read it, read it. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Also, I think we mentioned in passing all the light you cannot see. Oh God, yeah, read that. Please read that book if you haven't read that book or listen to it all of these would be great on audiobook it's true okay but and maybe i should try audiobook for the great night no no maybe i audiobook isn't like my thing usually unless it's like a personal story i actually kind of love audiobook like i i I listen literary like art kind of stuff it doesn't work for me okay i could see that i listen to like all of the song of ice and fire books that have been written uh, on yeah. audiobook and really liked that actually for it. it's the reader is really good for that but um no the who is the author of the great night we talked about it and then i already lost chris it chris adrian. adrian yeah chris adrian um okay so this is it it's like um hmm how do you want to say like there's a basically it's I weird. didn't get enough into it to really even describe it well because I uh, read like several chapters, right? But there's like. It's weird. It, it's very like loose. Okay. There's like a secret fairy world, basically. Uh-huh. Yes, in San Francisco. But like everywhere. But like it's like in this park in San Francisco. But yeah. Where they fall into it. Yeah. And, and like people right? are accidentally falling into it or like yeah. interacting with it in San Francisco. Yes. Right. And they, like, I think the author seems like they're doing a really good job of like setting something up for, and like you can tell it's building to something. And I just lost patience with it. Yeah. Fair enough. I think I, man, I had like a love hate relationship with that book. And I thought you would like it because you liked kind of, I was like, oh, do you want something kind of weird and trippy? Mm hmm. Uh, I do like weird and trippy. So I have a different recommendation for you for a weird trippy book. But this one I thought was like, it was really beautiful. Like I have, it's Mm -hmm. one of these books where I didn't love the experience of reading it necessarily, but I did. Are there some kind of animal in the water out there? Mm. Like a otter maybe? Or a porpoise? What do you call it? It's like coming up and going down. Is it porpoising? It might be porpoising. Um, we saw several such animals uh, in, in Homer, Homer last week as yeah. well on a walk. I think it might have been what it was. Anyway, just I came up. Uh, Squirrel. Yeah, sorry. I can see the bay out my window. I should have shut the curtains. <laughs> uh, they. So it's one of these books where you are transported to this other world, and it's yeah almost like you're on some kind of drug trip. <laughs> Like, right. it's very weird. It's very, like, unsettling in a way. Um, mm, that's a good way to put it. And I think, I mean, it's, like, very... What I really appreciate about it, even though I didn't, like, necessarily love the book, like, while I was reading it, mm-hmm. there are these, like, moments from it and images from it, like, kind of seared in my brain in a way that I don't remember other books. Mm-hmm. And it is very... Um, like The feeling that it gave me is very, like, memorable okay but like the way they set up this like fairy king and queen or whoever they are yeah 
in the beginning of the book. I'm sorry, but like, it was just a little too ridiculous to me. Like, it felt like Katamari Damashi. Okay. Okay, which is maybe a video game reference that most, like, a, a lot I of people not. might not get. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> just absurd. It is. The whole thing is absurd. It is absurd, but like eventually you kind of accept the absurdity. Okay. I don't, that's all I can say about it. Like, yeah. It's just like, it's weird. That's it. I mean, to get, yeah, to, to maybe like use a reference that, like oh no, I do. But to, to use like, um, like they're, they're just a little bit mad, you know? Uh-huh. It's almost, it's like Alice in Wonderland. Uh-huh. But like. But like on acid. <laughs> which is hilarious right, right. but yeah. <laughs> no, it, kick it, it up a notch it, it is i know i know but <laughs> it's like that but like kicked up a notch okay I yeah I, I loved it and didn't love it but I like i love I it, give in my it another chance maybe you know how do you have books like that where you like didn't necessarily love reading it but you kind of love it in your memory mm. where you like it was just like you can appreciate it. it was just like a really beautiful work of art no, I usually stop reading if I don't like it. I did not like it, though. It's just yeah. its own thing. It I gotcha. Like standing and appreciating a painting more than it was like reading a book. Interesting. Know. Okay. Yeah, I just can't stand for quite that long. Yeah, it's fair. So, um, but like, do you have any books that you didn't like? Okay, so one would be, we've talked about I didn't like The Goldfinch, and that was a while ago that I read that, but like, mm-hmm. Again, beautiful, but also annoying and less. Such a fucking slog. It felt very self-indulgent to me. I was like, why? This is 200 pages less. Any, 200 pages less. I don't know. Anyway, but I... um, So in the genre of like travel memoirs, which I freaking love, and adventure memoirs, I didn't like the like pretty popular Nowhere for Very Long Okay. By Brianna, I'm going to butcher her last name, Maria or Maria. And I, I'm going out on a limb, like, even saying I didn't like this book because she fucking doxes people online all the time. Huh? But, like, she gets, like, super mad at anyone who, like, doesn't like her. But anyway. <laughs> okay. So she's, like, a, I didn't know this before. Like, I'm just, like, oh, fan life book. I buy. Um, sure. Okay. Like, I like adventure book. I didn't know anything about her. I am like chronically online, I guess, but not in that realm enough because I didn't know who she was. And she's like a very popular influencer. Okay. In the cute lady boho van life realm. That's um, a big realm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's got a lot of followers. And I mean, she's a cute lady. But like, uh, they, so she, anyway, the story is like, I, first of all, it wasn't an adventure book. Like, they went to Utah, and then they stayed in Utah, and they were in Utah. I mean, Utah's great, but like... We actually haven't spent enough time in Utah. No, I maybe, love... maybe we just didn't realize if we had gone to Utah, we would have just <laughs> stayed in Utah. <laughs> I don't know. But it's like... And so that part, that part of it, I was just like, oh, like I just want to like read about like something big happening or something or like a lot of places to go or mm-hmm. um like some central goal or something like i like um a lot of books like that like a about you know climbing something or setting a record or hiking a specific trail like those kind of books are really good to me sure yeah um and 
I was like, oh, your adventure has to have like a dragon to defeat. Kind of, I mean, that that is a nice structure for a book. It doesn't have to be that way, right? But like, so this one kind of lacked. I guess it was like it was about self discovery, which I I can appreciate, right? Like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I write about. Hmm. <sighs> but. But. Number one. Like we're privileged, but I think we try to acknowledge it. And then there's like a whole other like thing of like this person is like lived on her in law's sailboat, but like thought she was poor <sighs> or like wasn't like grew up sailing, but like didn't think they were like in, they weren't in like the, the right sailing club or something. Like you know, like they were like from the wrong side of the tracks because they were in the wrong sailing club. It's a it's a world okay. I am not familiar sure. with. Mm-hmm. Um, well, also we are from the Midwest. We are from the Midwest. There's not a lot of sailing clubs, but like, yeah. I mean, if you to me, if you want to sailboat, you're rich. I I don't know. Mm. Says the person who owns an airstream. I wouldn't <laughs> say that I'm not. Like that's the thing. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we aren't like filthy rich, obviously, but like we're not all. Like I'm not gonna go around saying I grew up poor. Right. Which is like kind of what some of this claiming. Which, so it felt like what she was claiming a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the, that stuff, like, but like honestly, the first part of the book I thought was like fairly well written and like. Yeah, I remember fairly, you were like, kind of like, like. Oh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, you were like, I don't know if I like it yet, but like I'm seeing where it's going. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, this is like kind of like I kind of, it's kind of relatable, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like middle class white lady like figuring shit out, right? Like, I don't know. It's right. Pretty relatable. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I was like, this is kinda good. And then um it gets to like it's like the there's this I did not know there was this big controversy controversy in that her one of her dogs, her dogs are very central to her Instagram, one of her dogs mm-hmm. got run over and very gravely injured. And because she had a ton of followers, she raised a shit ton of money to do all these special things to save her dog. And we're talking like Tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, whoa, so much money. And then she, like, so the way that's I mean, pres- presented in the book is like very much like, well, they, they, so like the dog was hit by them, like by her and her fiance, her husband, husband. Okay. They hit the dog. Okay. There are rumors that whoever was driving, I think it was him, were drinking. I don't know. Like, who knows? Right. But, like, she admits they hit the dog. But they didn't tell the people they were raising money from that they were the ones that hit the dog. Oh, so they didn't make that known until no. after they'd raised the money. They didn't make it known at all until some time much, much later when it was unclear where all the money had gone because it probably didn't actually cost that much to save the dog. Yeah, I was wondering, like, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, GoFundMe or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, they, they kind of don't. There's no. There's no, like. You There's can no, do like, whatever recourse. you want with the money. Yeah, but people got upset, right? Well, yeah. But and like so, if you're giving your money to the person, you're just giving it to like the person. There was like a whole Reddit that was about like there's there's these snark reddits which I didn't know was a thing. So okay. then so this is like this is why I hate this book cuz I got down this whole fucking <laughs> rabbit hole of like what the <laughs> hell happened? Like I was like reading this and I was like I'm supposed to just accept that like oh I I 
I should have told everybody sooner, but I didn't. Oops, but we used all that money to save him. And you're like, oh, there was like a whole bunch uh, of shit this, that went down with this. This feels this is like, like one the side of the apologetics story. for like yeah. why I should believe her side of the story or whatever, mm-hmm. or why I shouldn't feel like why I should like her, even though she took off, she ripped off a bunch of people, essentially. Right. Yep. And I was like, uh, I just wanted to read an adventure book. I didn't want to end up in this. And so <laughs> abort, abort, get me out of this. Now I'm like reading the. the so there's this old, like this Madia, or Madia, I don't know, snark subreddit thing. And it's like a whole thing. And these people were kind of mean, some of them, and like mm-hmm. claiming to know stuff and all this stuff. But also like some of it was just like people who were like, I wouldn't, I feel like betrayed because I donated money. I'm like, I was a follower of her for, hers for a long time. And I feel like she lied to everybody. Wait, mean, she did. So like, mm-hmm. that's kind of sucky. It's like the ethics of this whole influencer thing is like a whole thing. And I, because like a few times ago she mentioned having a lot of Instagram followers. And I was like, oh, whatever. And then I was like, oh, oh, oh. And so oh. then like right around when I had read the book, she like had been like off of Instagram for a while and then came back. And she like doxed everybody who was in the subreddit. Mm-hmm. Like. And like made this huge long like YouTube video and stuff about all these people who were so mean to her and were bullies and stuff. And like, I'm like, I hate everyone here. Right. Like, I don't like any of these people. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds mean. I don't hate anybody. But like, it was just like I was like, this all sucks. Like, why am I spending my time on this? Right. Yeah. But I was like curious because I had read the book and I was like, now I got to figure out what the fuck happened. Yeah. And I don't like who knows? Like, I don't know. It seems like she lied to people. That sucks. So the whole book was basically like a lead up to like her being like, I ran over my dog and fleeced people for a hundred thousand dollars, but you should still like me. <laughs> but I did it for the right reasons. <laughs> I'm sorry her dog got run over. Like that really sucks. And obviously, but it that's was like, like the, the circumstances were like they were driving out to a boondocking spot and they were letting the dogs run alongside the van. Which, like, I'm sorry, it's like not any... For the videos. For the gram. Ugh, gross. Uh, But, like, I, like... Those poor dogs. The dogs are the real victims here. I mean, I'm a dog person. I... I would never... Right. The dog is never off-leash when we're trying to do something with the car. Yeah. Like, no. Duh. (laughs) Duh. But accidents happen, like clearly, yeah. like I'm not, like, and I don't want to shit on people for having an accident, but like, but like, <sighs> yeah, that's, and then to like put this whole book out that's just like, oh yeah, like van life book, yeah, and then it's like, oh actually, this is this, this is, is why you should believe my side of the story, blah blah blah, yeah, it's like, ugh, okay, what a waste of time, yeah. So another like book that looked like it was a van life book, but wasn't a van life book that I liked was Between Two Kingdoms. Okay, what's that? That was, hold on, I gotta look up author's name. So I think I read this like right afterwards. It's called uh, uh, Between Two Kingdoms, A Memoir of Life Interrupted by... Salika Jawad, I believe, according to Google. Um, but she was a writer or is a writer and, um, 
had been a columnist and um, was a young person with cancer. Mm-hmm. And so it's chronicling, chronicling that story of her like living through treatment for cancer. Okay. And um, kind of the people she connects with and Between Two Kingdoms is talking about like living in like kind of the land of the reg, like the living in like the land of the ill. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was just, it's beautifully written and very human, uh, really like nice, like a, an easy read in that sense of like, it's just like easy to read how she writes. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was just like a really interesting, like very heartfelt, very like raw account of that from a young person that was really interesting. And then, um, but like the travel aspect of it that kind of comes in later is like at the end, she's like, not toward, not at the end, but like towards the end, she's like traveling around, um, connecting in person with people that she had corresponded with through the course of like writing her columns while she was ill. Oh, how cool. And that is like, it's just like this beautifully human, um, kind of like warm story in that sense. Um, but like, I don't want to yeah say it's all like warm and fuzzy. It's not. It's very, very like raw. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really enjoyed that book. I liked her writing style a lot, and I thought it was just like a really, um, yeah. I can't say more about it than that probably but it's just like a very uh harrowing account in that sense of like just the grind of going through treatment for something like that and then kind of coming out the other side of it yeah how tough that must be to like and like the mental and like emotional challenges (laughs) of like survivor's guilt and things like that yeah all that kind of stuff and even like wanting to write that down but also like that's got to be so hard yeah she talks about like the process of like coming back to writing kind of through all that, like not wanting to, and then kind of like healing through writing. Mm-hmm. So not to like put too much of a bow on it. Cause it's, yeah. It's messier than that, but yeah. Really beautiful book though. What's that called again? Between two Between kingdoms. Two kingdoms. Okay. I can put it on your Kindle. Like I put everything else. Yeah. It sounds good. We have a family account. I could, like, I'll probably share get bored of it. <laughs> I don't, it's not boring. Okay, cool. I, I didn't think it was boring at all. I thought it was a really, I but I tear through books like that. Like I memoirs are actually like some of the things I read fastest. I kind of have a hard time keeping up with memoirs. I mean, like I'm so I don't know what you want to call me, stereotypical nerd, whatever. I am. Like, give me a good like thriller or yeah. I mean, sci-fi like fantasy novel or that type of oh, thing. Yeah. And I'll, I mean, don't worry. I will. I'll tear through it. I will read an. <laughs> Emily Henry book in like a sitting because I love a good like Hallmark movie as a book sort of situation. <laughs> but it's okay. We're going to live in Hallmark movie as a town <laughs> all winter. But anyway. Right. right. And that's not like shitting on her books. They're great. Like they're like, yeah, it's yeah. a vibe. And when I want that vibe, like I know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess my usual fare. Uh, when I'm not looking for recommendations from you is oftentimes sci-fi or fantasy stuff. Yeah. And uh, something I've gotten into the last couple of years, actually from, I think I mentioned this as a teaser on the last podcast, from a, a recommendation uh, from my brother Connor, mm-hmm. uh, is the author Brandon Sanderson. 
Yeah, you've really been enjoying his stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think his, I don't know, his writing style is like fun to read and also like uh, he does a really good job with character development, but especially does a great job with like building like a cohesive fantasy world where there are rules and the rules aren't necessarily rules that like would make sense for our world, but they're very well-defined and like how things interact with each other. But you kind of like have to figure out over the course of the book, like what those rules are. So you're learning more about how the world works, like as the characters do. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, and so he actually for 2023 did a Kickstarter, um, like a secret project thing and ended up with a bunch of backers and, uh, some people, some people online, I guess, got upset about that and said, "Oh, he's not that great of an author. Why does he deserve to make this much money from Kickstarter?" But Man, obviously, he has I a lot of fans. <laughs> smell the jealousy on right, that. right, especially from another writer. I'm sure. Oh my god! But, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so so the first book, the one that he released in January, I really liked a lot. Um, and so he has a whole, like, I got into his Mistborn trilogy, uh, which I really, those are probably his three favorite books of mine are those three books. But this one that he just released, uh, at the beginning of the year called Tress of the Emerald Sea. Oh, I remember you kept chuckling and like reading sections to me. <laughs> yeah. Or, or taking screenshots of it. Um, when I was reading it uh-huh. on my phone instead of on my Kindle and sending it to you. Cause uh, I just love the writing style of it. It's just like, it's a little bit like uh, quippy, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit clever. Uh, it, it gave very much like Princess Princess Bride vibes um, to me in that respect. Yeah, like uh, a little tongue in cheek. And in fact, um, he he said like, you know, I think either after, like in the book or somewhere else, he said like part of the inspiration for writing that book uh, was he was talking with his partner um after you know watching the princess bride again or something and said like well what would have happened in the princess bride if buttercup hadn't just given wesley up for dead <laughs> like what would have happened if she had actually gone to like save him <laughs> oh interesting and so that's kind of like the the seed of this book right huh. is like okay uh, the main character, you know, has a love and her love goes off and is never to be, you know, lost at sea, never to be heard from again. Uh, but she goes to find him. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, it's like I said, the the world building part of all of his books, and, and this was no exception, is a big part of that. Uh-huh. And there are some like interesting things that I'm sure I don't even get because I haven't read other books in the like Cosmere series or universe or whatever um, of his books. But yeah, anyway, it's definitely worth a read. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, one of the characters is a talking rat. So, I mean, whenever Uh, you've got that, it's got to be good. Man, my little 10-year-old heart reading Redwall. (laughs) I fucking love those books. I forgot about Redwall. I did like Redwall a lot. Oh my god, I love those books. Yep. I was obsessed. I loved Martin the Warrior. That was probably my favorite. Uh, that was a really good that book made me cry. <laughs> I did a we had to do like book reports in fifth grade. 
um and like dress up like a character and i totally dressed up like a mouse to yes. recite a poem from that book because it incorporated a lot of poetry yeah and what was the girl mouse's name that's like what i dressed up as rose oh i'm sorry Something i don't like remember that. it was too long ago but those yeah. books are so good i really enjoyed that i read the crap out of some red wall in like uh-huh. fifth and sixth grade uh-huh. yeah same yep. was, yeah i don't think Someone gave my brother one of them. Okay. And he didn't he didn't read that much. He wasn't like that interested. And I was like, I'll take that. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, those are great books. Yeah, a little bit different than uh than Sanderson stuff. But yeah, obviously. Not, not like too far off, you know. So yeah, cool. Yeah. What about you? What's something else that uh everyone should read? Everyone like I hesitate to say some something is a thing everyone okay. what's something because, else that you liked um i mean i like a lot of books i it's not an original opinion but i really enjoyed lessons in chemistry which okay. is that? by bonnie garmis and that one your mom recommended it to me actually but it's been it's very popular mm-hmm. uh, it was very popular last year uh and it seemed like it was going to be kind of um more on the chiclet kind of side and it it isn't, isn't. I don't know. It's very... Um, Chiclet's like the gum. I probably shouldn't say chiclet anywhere. I think that's probably derogatory. I don't know how to... But like... <laughs> um, Do you remember chiclets though? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> you, well, well, how do you like describe... A, the kids would not understand what I, I meant when I said chiclet oh like the God, gum. They'd yeah. be like, what? You put like a quarter in the little machine and you like turn the yeah, crank and they come mm, out and they're, they're tiny little so gum squares like <laughs> with a hard like coating on the outside. Minutes. Yeah. Um, they're awful. They're terrible. Uh, no, it, chiclet, like rom-com books, I guess I would say like okay. romance, light. Uh, yeah, like in, romantic comedies. Ro- yeah. Like, in book form. In book form. Sure. So when I think about that, I think about like Emily Giffen, Emily Henry, like those are the ones I like to read. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're romantic and they're funny and they're silly or like the shopaholic series or whatever. Like, they're all kind of like, they're they're well written. They suck you in. Like, you will not put them down. But also, like, it's not. It's serving a purpose of like really just like entertainment, pure entertainment. Um, I don't think you have to be a quote unquote chick to like this. Though, God, either. no, not right. at all. Exactly. Like, that's why so, it's probably yeah. not the right term. Yeah, and. You know, but it's like it's like this. It most of them are like some kind of a plot from a romantic comedy movie, right? Yeah. So that's kind of those kinds. Which of, hey, but like, I I'm love not, me a romantic comedy. Movie. I don't read like, but then there's like romance novels that are like romance novels. Oh, you're talking about book porn. Yeah, and that's like not quite where I like. I don't. I don't read books that get real spicy usually. Okay. Okay. Um. So some somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. Anyway. So just I like, like those. just a little spicy. Just a little spicy, like PG thirteen. Um, <laughs> they don't worry. Some sci-fi fantasy novels get a little PG thirteen sometimes too. It's all good. Um. I just want it to be like that the whole time. Like I right, want a story. Exactly. Yeah. I want a story, but they can be a little bit, a little bit of PG thirteen in there. Um, <laughs> you don't want a porn level story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I want like a real plot, maybe a little sexy time. Uh, anyway, the um, 
so I thought lessons in chemistry was going to be like that. And it, it is and isn't. It's a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about like a woman kind of pioneering in her field um, as like in chemistry. She wants to be a chemist, but it's like, I'm going to botch the era, but it's like mm-hmm. before women were really allowed to do those kinds of things. Sure. And so like her kind of trying to find her way and kind of having to like go outside the system and like her personal relationships and like what that all means and all of it. And there's a dog and it's, it's just really good. You had me a dog. It's really good. It's a little sad and like, it makes you a little angry, especially as like a woman or somebody who cares about women's rights Mm -hmm. just because like, especially as someone who's like been through similar things in some ways. Um, of like having that your, again. having your worth and as you know as a in contributor to whatever your field is um kind of diminished um purely by function of being a woman uh and then have everyone tell you you're crazy for thinking that like uh it'll it'll make you angry in much the ways like that I can't really watch Mad Men uh <laughs> I've never tried to watch Mad Men. I tried like once and I was like, oh, nope, that, nope, I'm too angry. This is too <laughs> on the nose. Um, this is too real. This is too real. Things haven't, like, oh, we could be like, haha, look how it was. But nope, things are, nope, they're still kind of like that. Yeah. And they're not, but they are, you know? <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so there's a little bit of that element to it, but it's just like, it's a really well-written book. It's an interesting story. Like, it's complex um, in a way that I didn't necessarily expect. Um, and I think it like makes you think a lot about, you know, value in the workplace and how to assert yourself. And that kind of thing. So. so this is um, like a self-help book? No, God, no. It's a story. <laughs> it's a novel. Sounds great. But it's, it's like, it makes you think a little bit. Okay, cool. It's a little fired up. Yeah. And mm. in me anyway. Yeah. Maybe I should yeah. read that too. Uh, sure. I'll put it on your Kindle. Uh, <laughs> No, I really liked that one. I maybe we should do like we're getting kind of long on time here. We could do like a lightning round a bit. Um, yeah, I think so. That's, I have a couple honorable liked. mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do should I, do you want me to go first? Or you want to go yeah, first? go ahead. Okay, so I really liked Engineering Eden. It's a bit dry, but it's really, really fascinating story of like the history of national parks in general and the National Park Service and different competing ideals and ideologies around how to manage wildlife and um, how to manage nature in the in the national parks Um, and kind of the history of these different ideas around like fire management and bear management and things like that sounds really boring uh, but it's really fascinating I love walking around national parks and kind of having that knowledge in the back of my mind um yeah, I was really interested in you telling me all the things that you learned from that book randomly. Yeah, sorry. I'd be like, did you know? In <laughs> And I was like, no shit. In, in the 70s, <laughs> people were just driving around feeding bears in these parks. Yeah. Um, and so that's it's like why. It's the 70s, man. I, that, that may not have been the se- <laughs> It was kind of changing by the 70s. But like in the okay. 60s, 50s and 60s, people were like driving around like fucking feeding the bears. Yeah. And there were these like insane things that they were doing with the bears and then you had things like the night of the grizzlies which is another book um but there's like a there's a chapter on it in engineering eden and which is in a night in glacier where 
two people were killed by grizzlies in two different locations. Really rare and awful occurrence. It's like why have why can bears and people coexist so well in some places and not in others? And mm. so you think about like the the conditioning and things like that. And anyway, it's a fascinating read. Um, like there's kind of this through line in the the whole time. It's like telling the story of a man who was killed by a grizzly in Yellowstone, and like the trial um, versus the National Park Service and who all was involved with that. Ooh, and a it, trial. Yeah, it's not like super suspenseful in that sense but it, it is okay but it's like that's kind of like the story that's kind of like pushing the narrative along but then there's all these like offshoots of like what okay. led up to that okay cool um all i know is you were you kept telling me a lot of interesting facts i thought man you're reading like a textbook or something <laughs> it kind of was like that okay but i was really fascinated by okay, it Okay, sure cool so um from somebody who could like literally never read a textbook in school um, fair enough really interesting. Yeah. i like almost never actually read a textbook no, someone had yeah, to like no, hard. tell me i that i had to read the textbook because i almost never even read. then like oh gosh i know this is supposed to be like ap around. u.s history uh no i was thinking like college like i can't even remember like what social studies class i had to take freshman year of college um Oh, it's like international relations. I it thought I would really, class, yeah. really like this course, but like I had to do the reading, and I would like sit there or lay there fall asleep. and like fall asleep, and the book Darn, would fall on yes. my face. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, Relatable. lightning round. Next one. Lightning round. Um, I also uh, really liked. Again, this is not a like a newsflash or anything. Everyone liked this. I'm glad my mom died by Jeanette McCurdy. Um, yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, that was big like, last year. Uh, just a really interesting memoir. Uh, on the memoir train, really liked Wayward by Alice Gresh Gresson. I can never say her last name. Mm-hmm. It's like G R E C Z Y N Gresson. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like a kind of deconstructing type one about evangelicalism and things like that. Both of these kind of have like a religion through line. Uh, wayward also was um they were her family was raised nomadic and it wasn't a positive experience so that was one i really wanted to read because i was like oh that's oh hell yeah. uh, hmm, i should hear her thoughts on this yeah for sure um so i thought that was really good and um yeah that's kind of like my other honorable mentions i think and I have some poetry books and other things. I'm reading, it's not, I'm not done with it yet. Um, It's a little dry too, but I really like All the Gold Stars, which is by Rainsford Stoffer and about what ambition means and how that changes and um, striving and things like that. And uh, it's really good kind of research on that idea yeah less of a novel oh god yeah no it's much more yeah much more like reporting on it but yeah i'm not going to talk to you about the like um you know how to improve your scrum team books that i'm reading but i do Uh, have a couple honorable mentions as well if you can humor me okay go for it uh because one is a graphic novel and really a graphic novel series Oh, I think I, I know this one. Yeah. I think we've mentioned the Adventure Zone and the yeah. McElroys. 
on this podcast several times, but I don't care. I'm going to talk about it again. The Adventure Zone is an amazing D&D live play podcast by Clint McElroy and his three sons, the McElroy brothers, Justin, Travis, and Griffin, all playing D&D together with their dad. And the very first session they did, very first campaign they did, has been being turned into a series of graphic novels, slowly, because it takes a lot of time to make these. Um, and they're just, it's just so delightful whenever one of these comes out. And I don't think it's just if you listen to the podcast, but, um, I mean, do listen to the podcast. But yeah, I, I think, Jamie, you would, you know, if you wanted to read these, uh, you would, even though you didn't listen to that first campaign, uh-huh. like really get a kick out of the books because it's just really cleverly done. Uh, like the <laughs> Griffin as a non-player character, as the DM, uh, has kind of like little cutaways and uh-huh. like... Kind yeah, of I've definitely like breaking the fourth wall. Um, and it's just like the art style is amazing. It's just yeah. really, really well done. D uh, D story as a graphic novel. Um, um the okay. latest one is like the eleventh hour, which is really cool. But yeah, every single one of them um is totally worth reading. Can yeah, I confess ahead. something? What's that? I don't like graphic novels. Oh, that's a good point. I get overwhelmed and I, my eyes don't know where to go. Okay, so you start at the top left. No, but my eyes go all the places. Well, you get there eventually. I can't. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> they have these nice little boxes. No. Nope. They like If there's them something off. bright colored, <laughs> I go there. Oh, you can get them in black and white. I, I maybe that would help. <laughs> no, it's true though. I know it sounds funny, but I really struggle with yeah like, no, i get it actually if i find it very overwhelming i'm like this is stressful i can't look at this i think the art style of the adventure zone would be a little less overwhelming yeah. to you uh it's very cute i i think they're very cute or maybe i could read them but most of the time i see a graphic novel and i think this is a lot this is, like even comic books i struggle like mm-hmm. joe asked me to read those my little pony comics tour yeah yeah, yeah. those I, are really good they're great, but I'm like, which way to my whoa brain? Like, is it the speech bubbles? It's just I have a hard time focusing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the speech bubbles. It's the art. It's all of it. It's like, yeah, just all over the place. Yeah, you kind of have to like take a step back, right? Yeah, I don't do that good. <laughs> anyway, they're really, really good. Uh, if you at all like graphic novels or any of that stuff, definitely. If you haven't read them, please do. Um, and then my other is uh, actually a um, JoJo said I should recommend a children's book. And I thought that was a wonderful idea. And one of our favorite children's authors that we have read, I think we might have even mentioned him on the podcast before, uh, over the last few years, uh, was Ryan T. Higgins. He's so good. The author of We Don't Eat Our Classmates. Great one. Yeah. <laughs> but he also has a series of books about Bruce the Bear, um, aka Mother Bruce. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce is mother to gooses. Yes, he's a mother of geese and eventually other woodland creatures as well. Uh, but the latest book, or at least the latest one we've read in the series, is probably my favorite called The Bruce Swap. And all of Bruce's quote unquote kids think bruce does hates fun too much 
and they wish that Bruce would be more fun. And um, yeah, there is a Bruce's fun cousin comes <laughs> and has fun with them, and they think uh, it's actually like Bruce turned fun, and uh, hilarity ensues. It's just <laughs> I love the art in these books. They're right, and uh, it's just like sometimes I wonder if we are the uh, the fun cousin that like shows up with their fun bus or rv in our case like hey everyone time to have some are you ready to have some fun and like comes right. in brings the chaos has a lot of fun leaves a huge mess and is like oh man messes aren't fun we're out of here <laughs> maybe <laughs> like, oh. oh no <laughs> that might be us but us. bruce is a very sensible bear i, I identify with bruce <laughs> so those are great books if you haven't read them if you like children's books or if you have children who like children's books yeah they're great they're awesome i think there's more books that we talk about but we're kind of out of time okay anyway oh the one i wanted to read you i wanted to recommend to you that was weird um but cool is night bitch Ooh, what's this it's about a woman who's a mother who becomes a dog at night Okay. It's weird, but I really liked it. Yeah, I remember you telling yeah. me about this before. A dog, a wolf, a creature. I can't remember. Is it like, like... I read it last year, so it's mm-hmm. been a while. But. Is it a metaphor? It sounds like a metaphor. It's a, It's what you want it to be, yeah. Okay. okay. It's, it's really well written and just like raw. I guess I said, I've said that like three times now. It's like, but it's, it is. It's, it's cool. It's really cool. Cool. You have to read it. All right. Night Bitch by Rachel Yoder. Cool. Yeah. I really like that one. You should read it. It's bizarre. I like all kinds of books, not just memoirs. I promise. I love it. Anyway, um, I have a question for you. What's your question? Do we have any listener letters? Uh, Not today. Okay. Not that I have seen. We had a really nice comment on our most recent podcast from Thomas, who said he was headed to Leavenworth and was excited that our Leavenworth podcast came out today. Oh, that's perfect. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty neat. Oh, Leavenworth's such a great little place. I love Leavenworth. I can't we wait to spend the winter there. Week, so yeah. we don't need to talk more about it. No, that's true. It's great. And there's a little bookshop there, so I'm excited about that. Excellent. Except I can't buy a bunch of physical books because <laughs> I live in an RV. Even our house was full of books. It's so many books. So if our listeners want to tell us about their books. Oh, tell us. Yes, tell us about your favorite books. I would love, we'll probably do another round of book club if people like it. Yeah, especially um, then we could include some listener recommendations. I would love that very much. Or tell us about where you're headed for the rest of the summer or what's going on for you. Uh, we would love to hear from you. The easiest way to get a hold of us is lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. You can also comment on our Substack at lettersfromtheroad.substack.com. There you can find a letter every Monday and Friday in your inbox. You normally, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, we normally read one of these letters that typically I write, Jamie, um, and send out every Monday and Friday. They're little like three to five minute reads about something. Uh, somewhere we've been, something that happened, uh, something that we've been pondering. So that's on Mondays and Fridays. And we've also started up poems from the road or letters from the road poetry 
on Wednesdays. You can opt in or out of any of these when you sign up on the Substack by sliding your going into the settings, your subscription settings, and um, sliding the little toggle over for any of the emails you do and do or do not wish to receive. So, but you want them all. You want them all. You definitely want them all. You want to hear from us every day, all the time. <laughs> not no, every day. No, like, but you may not like want to get the podcast email because you know you're gonna like see it in your podcast app or whatever. Sure. So you can kind of edit all those things. Cool. And um, a couple other ways to find us would be on Instagram and Twitter. Not Twitter. Nope, not on Twitter anymore. Twitter's not even a thing anymore. All right, we are on Instagram <laughs> and TikTok at Letters from the Road Pod. We used to be on Twitter, but not anymore. Once it turned to X and the logo got ugly and nothing matched, I couldn't be on there anymore. Ugh. And X. That was, I don't, why was that the final straw? I have no idea. Um, but it was. So we're not on there. We already were one foot in the grave on yeah. Twitter anyway. We've got, but we do have a, a Facebook that we're on sometimes, a page that's called Letters from the Road Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are there. Also, we will respond to your notes kind of wherever we get them. Excellent. Yeah. Please we're send so them. We're so happy you're here. Um, we're excited to share more about our summer coming up. And um, yeah, some more books and stuff. We'll be back to your regularly scheduled podcast with a feature letter next week. Yeah, if you liked Book Club, if you didn't like Book Club, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. But until next time, we'll see you down the road. Bye.